Welcome to the Raising Vibrations podcast, where your hosts Simon and Jennifer connect to discuss the gift of evolutionary astrology, our personal inspirations, and our passion for knowledge as a guiding light in these times of change. With this being our very first podcast, we thought it'd be a good idea to let you in on what has led us to this point and share a little bit about who we are and you know what we're about. And so here we are. You know, we've decided to do this uh, podcast and this uh, little adventure of ours is about to begin. Yeah, and not as much even decided to as we feel kind of like we were being prompted by these Mm. um, impulses, you know, that are directing us in this way. And um, it's actually, it's, it's quite funny how that happens for us always, where we just receive these I don't know synchronicities that just keep on prompting us in a direction and we just tend to just trust that and we flow with it and and it leads us into the next you know step wherever we're going that's right that it actually becomes um like unavoidable you know mm-hmm. um and and while I was saying you know that we're kind of um you know, we've decided in the back of my brain, there was this, this, this kind of voice that was saying, no, you weren't really, you weren't really deciding that. That was being decided for you. You were just responding to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you had said what you had said. And I was just like, yes, this is completely true. And I think what I like the most about that experience is how you can uh, learn to trust the unknown because to me that's one of the biggest things I think a lot of people struggle with in uh, Neptune-type experiences or or like quote-unquote spiritual state experiences where it's like surrender, let go. And um, it becomes so abstract that you can't really fully know what it is and what that means. So when you have these, like in astrology, like Uranian experiences where there are, you know, synchronicities, right? But mm-hmm. that that show up, and if you're paying attention, if you're listening, which is the real essence of Neptune, which is the, the capacity to be so sensitive to something that you can feel the subtle vibration of, of the Maya talking to you. Yeah, not being, like, preoccupied with mm-hmm. all of these plans and ideas, you know, and this mental noise, and this these fixed, ways of how everything is and how it should be and how it's going to be and where you're going and it doesn't mean not to have any plans and you know dreams and and direction it just means you know they're fluid they're like a guideline and you kind of allow flexibility within that and then sometimes the changes take you in a completely different direction but that direction is never wrong it's just like, it's just unknown. It's just not, you know, preconceived. You don't, you know, it's not planned. Yeah. You know, when, when you when you talk about that over there, um, I, I, was, I was recently uh, tuning into, and for those of you that, that um, you know, are, that know our work, we... We do astrology, but we also work very closely with human design as well. 
and I was looking at the open Ajna and the defined Ajna and I was really looking at my own self and my own process and I noticed how it's actually very difficult for me to connect to one thread of thinking and have that as something that's very solid and it it it's it feels like I could I could describe something, and when I'm trying to describe something, and I or I'm relating to something, mm. um, the, ex, the there is a point to this, by the way, um, that there is the, the the concept or the formalization of a concept uh, is not solid or grounded, so it takes these very weird shapes. So mm. when you were talking about you know this flow of non busyness and trying to listen, the way I was actually like connecting to that space is like a surfer mm-hmm. that's on the wave. And when you're actually in the Neptunian flow, which mm-hmm. is the ocean of consciousness, and you're actually using your third eye as the intuitive navigator mm-hmm. for uh, allowing your higher self or spiritual self or soul self, whatever you would like to call it, um, speak to you, what you're actually experiencing is the non, like the 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 uh, the unified field, mm-hmm. as in everything is interconnected. There's no separation. Um, moving through your third eye or your intuitive senses, and you're flowing with consciousness. So if the mind's involved, you're applying this mental structure to something that's inherently fluid, which is why it doesn't work. No, exactly. Right, and you can only feel consciousness and be sensitive to it in that state of silence, which is, again, the reason as to why so many of the kind of teachings talk about the state of silence as a a way to connect to this deeper self. Exactly. And that's how those messages come through, and that's how you really connect to this journey Mm -hmm. that is your own, right? Yeah, completely. I mean, sometimes the veil between, you know, what our physical reality is and, you know, what we can see in the direction in our thoughts and the the um, outer you know subtle energies that are guiding us is so thin like that it's just you if you are paying attention it's in everything you're always being guided in such an incredible way that it doesn't matter if you're distracting yourself like we can put on Netflix and just, I mean, actually, a, a story about that is when we were, we would, I had the, well, we've had these impulses about podcasts. And then um, one of the times we were looking for something to watch on Netflix to just like tune out. And I just like scrolled through, you know, all of this, these comedies, basically, series. And then I just pressed one. And it's about a guy that's quitting his job to pursue his dream as a podcaster. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that's how it works. (laughs) Or there can be like the current energies, like the message in the current subtle energies, like we write about in our new and full moons. Um, They will be in our life. You know, we'll feel them in our life. We'll see them. We'll see them in the lives of others. You see them in the natal chart. But... Whatever it is that we're watching or doing or, you know, the clients that are coming through to us, they're all bringing that story. It's everywhere. 
It's like it, you can't even, it's not like you have to tune into some meditational state. It's just right there. It's right there all the time. Just, you just have to be like receptive to it and seeing it. And just allowing it to to like reveal itself to you. Paying attention, really. And being open, I suppose. Yeah, that was that was a really I liked I liked how you described that. That um and and it's it's weird because as I when when we are trying to navigate our way into this field mm-hmm. of um, being more connected to a deeper self that wants to grow through us, you know, and we want to hold space, like our physical bodies want to hold space for this deeper self that wants to go through us, right? So we can call that like our soul selves, right? Mm-hmm. Then the dimension of life and the way that we approach that process is so different to the more Saturnian um structures of how we as a as a culture and as a society have established it right and there's Mm -hmm. there's a difference and so naturally what happens is that we we kind of veer towards enlightenment as a vehicle for what that looks like but even that in itself becomes a very detaching experience Mm -hmm. and this is why i love this conversation so much because inside of me i feel the fire arise of how to because all of my planets in Virgo, they want to kind of clear out and clarify uh, and really bring home embodiment truth mm-hmm. versus the, the the more masculine approach to spirituality in the past, yeah. right? Which was very much about trying to access a higher plane. Mm-hmm. And in that process, we get confused with the concepts. You know, we, we try to understand, we go on the spiritual journey and we get lost in the spiritual journey because so many of the concepts are so nebulous and so confusing. So talking about being able to connect to the soul in this way, not only feels, feels, most important thing, feels real, you can actually sense it with your your the, the the very vehicle that you come with, right? The five mm-hmm. senses, etc. And it doesn't it doesn't pull you away from the reality. In fact mm-hmm. it actually like asks you to come back into it. Yeah. You know? Um and there's something that's just kind of been processing at the back of my head, but very subtly, uh, was if I were to ever write a book, it would be called Homeward Bound. Because there's this theme inside of me that has to grow in me to heal myself and that is that we when in pain when in suffering we tend to leave earth i we leave our body yeah. because we can't hold that we don't know how to there we you know so most of our enlightenment experiences have come have been born out of an escape from earth versus an embodiment of it mm-hmm. which is one of the one of the reasons as to why a lot of our pain and suffering around the rejection of the feminine is there as well, you know. So homeward bound being coming back to earth and then, in a sense, actually experiencing the regrowth of uh, the yin energy as it actually brings the soul, you know. Right, receiving, being receptive to the masculine insight 
and and um, you know inspiration mm -hmm. and creativity and everything that comes into that, and then how we we form that or ground that into our lives. And really, that's kind of what that's what raising vibrations is all about. I mean, that's what I know that the name raising vibrations in itself could be um, understood from the perspective of you know that we're this this um, old way of understanding spirituality of like mm. trying to raise your vibration trying to get to a different plane but really yeah. it's about embodiment it's about like clearing the debris you know clearing out all the blockages and the emotional you know weight that is holding us down so that we can hold more light and more you know joy and more heart-filled heart experiences in our bodies so that we are um, not escaping our suffering, but we are actually able to embody more of the polarity of that. You know, the... Um, it, it doesn't mean that you don't experience pain and, you know, sadness and all of the all of the whole spectrum of emotion mm -hmm. that we we hold within us that's right it just means that we can hold the polarities so we can hold all of them it's more of a neptunian you know like we can hold joy and sadness at the same time and understand the polarity from that we can see where our experiences are what our experiences our hardships in life are revealing to us that can bring us into deeper levels of connecting with our human experience and this, you know, on this earthly plane and how we are um, processing what it is to be here and how we are... Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, um, to kind of like, you know take what you shared there and amplify it even more um one of the ways that we can just come back to earth is ask ourselves what is the anatomy about right what what do we have in our body mm -hmm. and i um was it yeah it was we were listening to, to the current thing yesterday and there was the imagery or not the imagery but the, the conversation around you know we have these ears to hear we have these eyes to see and no no, I said it. Yeah, yeah. You, you were saying it, and yeah. it was somewhere else that I heard it. But We, it we was... hear, therefore we have ears, right. and we see, that's why we have eyes. We are literally a reflection of every everything that we, um, like the consciousness is manifested on us, so that what we are is like revealed in, mm -hmm. in our physical appearance. It's yeah. crystallized into the form. Yes, exactly. So we, we move, we need to walk, we hold things, we hold on to things, we have arms and hands. You know, we everything that we... And it goes deeper than that, obviously. Right. I mean, like our consciousness, our awareness is expanded internally, therefore we've created the internet. Yeah, you know? yes, yes. That's a whole entire discussion just on its own about the nature of, of the internet and what that represents in terms of human evolution. Yeah, that's a fun um, one. You know, but, I was, you know, oftentimes we, we 
don't really recognize how what we say, what we take for granted what we say as just, oh, that's just common knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say to you that, you know, what you were sharing about, you know, we have these eyes and we see, etc. These are things that when we really sit with and we really pay attention to what that means for us and we digest it mm-hmm. there is that simple truth actually awakens very profound or it has like this ripple effect where all of a sudden we start interacting with the physical reality with this new awakened sense of oh okay yeah i actually am using my hands too so what does that mean in terms of holding on why do i hold on and then you can even go like you were saying you can go deeper even though that is already deep as it is mm-hmm. to feel like what is the meaning of what if you're holding on to something mm-hmm. in your actual life on an emotional level and through understanding the concept of your hands holding on you can actually begin to explore the a relationship that you have to what you're holding on at an emotional level or a spiritual level as an example right by just exploring the nature of the physical things right. that is your hands Mm-hmm. Now that's deep. That's deep work. That's where the real magic happens. Yeah, it's all interconnected. We aren't like none of no parts of us are separate from right. any of the other right. aspects of ourselves. We are literally a physical representation of all the subtle energies that mm-hmm. are existing and it's just this is how it manifests in all of the, you know, the entirety of how we are represented individually and as a whole and the planet that's right yeah completely and it's it plays a very big role i think when we begin to see what this whole entire shift is about Mm -hmm. in in the human experience you know uh and that's one of the things that also raising vibrations almost was born well, not almost was, mm-hmm. it was. It was born from that place where we both kind of recognized within ourselves at a soul level and our egos were trying to catch up to the experience, right? Mm-hmm. We were saying things and like, oh, this makes sense at a, as a soul level, but what does it actually mean on the surface? And then, you know... When we met. When yeah, we met. It was, that uh, was exactly the, the things that, um, you know, as soon as we met, it was actually, you know discussing astrology or Simon brought astrology into my life and it like it connected me to a I suppose for me I suddenly had the the proof you know I've got a lot in Virgo so I need I have a lot of discernment in my chart and I have um experienced um in prior lives, you know, a lot of disillusionment with Neptune square the nodes and uh, south node in Pisces, you know, on this pursuit to know truth and then had experiences where um, maybe followed uh, religious things or spiritual teachings that have not turned out to be true. So in this, in this lifetime, I have um, just so much going on in Virgo. You know, my north node, Saturn, Venus, yeah, all con- and the sun all conjunct in Virgo, and I needed like actual proof, and to actually see what is, you know, the discernment to see what is really happening, 
and I think when Simon validated that through through the astrology to me, it just I suddenly saw what was how nothing is wrong, you know, how we are exactly where we need to be. And it confirmed that truth was so important to me. And it wasn't just that. We went straight into this these discussions about how to, you know, how the world wasn't just forsaken. <laughs> you know, because I think before that I had um, felt very, you know, I, I had an awakening at a young age in my early 20s where I saw the way the world was like I saw through the Maya and I felt like incredibly sad at how humanity had taken this direction that felt so far from our true nature and it was it was really hard for me for a long period of time to even integrate into the world because I just didn't want to be a part of it. I didn't want to be a part of something that wasn't, you know, aligned with the truth of of where, you know, who we are. And the astrology brought this awareness of where we are heading, like that we are heading into this shift. And that we are actually awakening to this on a collective level. Mm-hmm. It's just that, and that there, we can actually support this change. And I think that's where it was like, oh my God, like, do you know what we can do? Like, yeah. to just bring this knowledge to people and to allow them to, you know, to create change, ripples of change in the world and to help people to heal. And, I mean, we didn't even know at that point how deep it goes. It was just, that was just the beginning. That was just the spark. But, I mean, it just keeps going deeper and deeper and it's just the, the amount that you can heal and clear with that and how profoundly um, that affects yeah. those ripples of what we clear in ourselves changes the world right, around us. Right. How it emanates out. C- completely true. And um, I, there were there were two really, really amazing insights, or at least from my perspective, that, that arose when you were sharing this, right? And, um, there, you know, as we started this conversation, we talked about how that this, podcast experience or us you know sharing this space with ourselves and and with you that it it was we were directed that's that's that right for the edit we were directed into this place and it was like just follow these steps Mm. action it when the inspiration naturally arises and watch what happens right that's kind of the approach yeah and Yesterday, we were listening to uh, the Chiron transits, and um, they were talking about Chiron in the third, opposed Uranus in the ninth, and this Chiron-Uranus opposition. Mm -hmm. Now, for a lot of people, you have Chiron in opposition to Uranus. What does that mean? Have you managed to find anything on the internet that fully, fully awakens the essence of what that is? Not really. I mean, there, there are... I, I haven't found anything that, you know, kind of 
it's very much on the surface and it, re it reflects back to us where we are in our depth of this process, right? And so that excites me to go, okay, let's, let's explore that, mm -hmm. right? All my sad stuff. So anyway, the, this powerful piece of information came through where it talked about Uranus in opposition to Chiron, third house, ninth house, where the cultural beliefs or knowledge or sense of like, you know, the, the one sense of paradigm would suddenly shift. Yeah. And because it would accelerate so fast, Uranus, the integration, Chiron, especially Uranus and Taurus, uh, Chiron and Taurus for you, would actually create a crisis in which there would be an inability to communicate. Yeah. What happened when you had that awakening when you were younger? That was literally what happened, right? Yeah. I actually, when I, when I um, had that, my initial awakening of seeing the way the world was, I, I had this deep feeling that I just never wanted to speak again. Like, I wanted to disconnect completely from the world because it was just everything, that every, the way I experienced it at the time was that everything is so, like, everything people say is so far from the depth of, you know, the truth, really. It was like, you know, we, we live these scripted lives and we live this, like, this, just the Saturnian, I suppose it's the Maya, you know, the world we have created, the world we have built, and then we have to fit into these structures and we're supposed to act a certain way and be a certain way and everything. And when I actually connected to the essence of who we are and how we actually are as as individuals, as people, I just couldn't, I couldn't interact with it. I didn't want to integrate and I and nobody could actually see what I was seeing. Yeah. So I had that alienation. Right. This this vision that was so um it was ahead of my my um, time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uranus. Yep. Exactly. And it's conjunct my moon. So I have Uranus in the ninth, conjunct my moon, opposed Chiron in the third house Taurus. And no one else could, could see what I was seeing or understand what I was feeling. So I just felt like not, there was no, I would just not talk. Right, right. Now, so so you know how we're talking about this conversation of synchronicity mm -hmm. and we're talking about this conversation of, you know, how the soul speaks and this is definitely one of the things that's becoming so apparent to me and where I'm loving the exploration of, of astrology as a tool to awaken this mm -hmm. communication that's essentially always there. Right, but we can't tap into because we're, you know, in a sense, slowly waking up from our amnesia, right? Mm -hmm. And so, okay, so now me, I meet you, and um, Jupiter. Sorry, let me go back to my Jupiter return that happened twelve years ago, and I awaken. But what happens is during this awakening experience, I want to talk to people. Mm -hmm. I want to connect. Chiron and Gemini, right, in the fifth house. And there's nobody there. It's like, it's not relatable. I can't, I would remember saying things like, oh, wow, I just discovered this thing over here. And then nobody would be able to connect. And so I would mm -hmm. feel that, that Gemini lost the twin. There's no, there's no other. Mm -hmm. Now, let's just pause for a second and look at this beautiful interchange of you awakening, seeing the world, not mm -hmm. wanting to speak, me awakening, seeing the world, wanting to communicate, but there was nobody there. Yeah. Now, 
right? Jupiter comes along, we meet each other, and what was the very thing, well, to me, when I met you, that that moment was, I can talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. I can I can share this thing that's there that, that I can't share with anybody else because it's not relatable. And what's your space? Your space is, I want to, well, I, 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 how can I feel relatable? Because there's was, a kind of a theme. Yeah, it was meaning. It was actually connected to the meaning. That there is a meaning to this life. That's right. You know, we're, we're not, we haven't just gone down this path as humanity. And, uh-huh. and now we're just all you know, screwed, basically, you know, it's like just that we've just gone down this path and then, and we've messed up, we've gone wrong, you know, that's how it, I, it felt to me, Mm -hmm. but to, to have this reading that validated myself, like who I am, I'm like, but if this person that I've just met can see me, you know, and not just see me, but see me deeper than anyone else, in my entire life has ever seen me, including my closest friends and family, like, that means I must be exactly who I'm supposed to be. Like, I'm, that must mean that I am, there is a a reason for me being the way I am. Right. And if there's a reason for me being the way I am, then there must be a reason for the world being the way it, you know, it just, it had this whole ripple effect and it was like a second awakening, but it was, the first awakening was for me like, like awakening to the trauma and the, and then I wanted to go back to sleep. That's all I wanted was to just, you know, to not know what I knew, to not see what I saw, because it was just too much to live in the pain of knowing that and not being able to do anything about right. it. And what you brought with the the knowledge that you had was this, there is a reason for it, like sure. the meaning behind it, which is so very important, I mean, mm-hmm. that we have. And I suppose that also connects to, because of it being, the Uranus being in the ninth house. Yes. You know this, the the meaning mm-hmm. um, and purpose yep. that is inherent in this awareness. Well, you know, because like, and and this is the point that I really want to kind of emphasize around here because of um, it being like this, this insight, this realization, this healing medicine that just arose out of this conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to really, you know, I want to show how this podcast and starting it and it just kind of going okay just follow this road Mm -hmm. and then as we're talking I'm witnessing how when we met we had the opposite piece of what we needed okay so like here's my Gemini wanting to 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 talk and he has this part of you that would feel like there was relatability so it was like this yin and yang connection yeah and that was what raising vibrations was it was literally that yin yang connection, and what burst out of it was the capacity. It was the medicine. Like this is raising vibrations is the medicine of our own chirons. Yeah. Right. And our transpersonal or like our deeper self wanting to meet. Yeah. Right. Completely. It's like the meaning, the pieces that we're missing. Absolutely. And and this is this podcast is essentially a, a point in our journey where we have had to go through because. 
the, the funny thing about this whole entire conversation is it's like, oh, it was just love and we met mm-hmm. each other and of course this was, you know, this is what it was about and every single day we just yeah. do tea and, and do that <laughs> and that's not even remotely close to the, to the truth, you know? No. And that's, it, so, which we're going to definitely talk about because I feel like it's essential to, absolutely you know, or, or comical to share the difference between um, the imagined you know, spiritual state people that just have a conversation about things like this and do that versus the actual reality. The actual work. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That you have to process through when you are doing the work. You know, if you're doing the soul work, if you're actually choosing to um, consciously integrate into your life in a way with awareness and have a conscious relationship, then... You have to face your shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. You don't get to like just um, hide from anything in yourself. Yeah. You have to face it, and it's hard. It's not. You know, it's true. It's completely it's true. I, I just wanted to to because I'd forgotten about the what this one piece was that now that my Jupiter's returned back to the same place it was twelve years ago when this awakening experience happened, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in front of you, and the very like experience then of not communic not being able to communicate but wanting to yeah. 12 years from that here I sit and I'm the very thing that I woke up to that point in time I can actually do and that yeah. completion that feeling of of like unity in that sense is mm-hmm. beyond anything you can imagine right mm-hmm. but at the same time it also reveals the whole entire sort of purpose of the main theme of this conversation today, which was that when we get to see these cycles, when we get to tap into these other, not other, but the deeper parts of ourselves, and I see that journey, we can actually see that there is a lot more going on than what we think. And there is so much healing potential that exists if we're actually on that and witnessing it and integrating it and seeing it. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that being an experience, um, yeah, I mean, it's funny, I was thinking about that just now as well. I, the Jupiter's return for you, it's returned to where um, Pluto was when I initially had my awakening. Right. So first Pluto came through and just hit my Neptune, which is my South Node ruler, and I had that this whole disillusionment awakening experience. like, and then, And now when Jupiter's there we're getting to talk about things that are real. Exactly. You know, what is really real. And we're penetrating that, the maya, the... That's right. And looking into that in a way that feels, you know, authentic, relaxed. Mm -hmm. This is, this is our, our home base. You know, this is what Raising Vibrations was built on these conversations between the two of us. And we're just inviting you guys in to to connect with us and to share this space with us because it is definitely, I mean, we have a ninth house um, composite Pluto. So Mm -hmm. it is very much about, you know, the exploration of, I mean, you can hear it in our story yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) it's very much what everything's about and um and now we get to just talk about what what's really real yeah and that is not necessarily 
what we see in the world. No. It's beyond that. And we're open, we'd like to open, you know, to share that space of that realness. Yeah, that's right. It It is literally the medicine because, again, like, I, I, I don't even, I, I'm struggling to understand but really fully embody the profoundness of this point right now as we're talking about this, mm. that both of us, through our own process, this moment is actually like unifying it. It's like it's actually bringing it together and saying the very thing that, because you have your Neptune on my south node. Yeah. So whenever you're going to go through a Neptune transit, it's going to hit my south node. And, yeah. you know, we're always going to be intertwined. And that was one of the things that, we actually spoke about when we first met was, oh, this event happened. And I was like, but that was a very similar experience there. Mm -hmm. Even to the point where in 1998, you said your life went like this and my life went in the complete opposite direction. And the lives we were leading before that moment were the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like nuts how that was taking place. And that's how we can experience how, like, um, you know, these synchronicities between souls and how we're connected even though you know there I was in the UK living a completely different life to the one you were living in South Africa yeah I mean and here we are sitting in Sweden yeah that's that's not a ninth house relationship at all right right. you know I I think we got it wrong this is definitely a second house relationship I mean if that's not what validates the the nature of the soul experience then I don't know what is yeah the astrology doesn't lie it really doesn't it's just amazing to see all the different ways it can be you know it manifests in our lives and it's just it just never ceases to amaze me or both of us you know how we can you know when people share their stories and their experiences and we're watching what's happening in the world and it's just this observation of life and then correlating that back to the the chart as a reflection of that and how you know as above so below as within so without it's just it's constantly reflecting life yeah so i wanted to um i wanted to share the experience of how we the the first time that raising vibrations actually uh started to um i don't know capture content so we 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 didn't have a computer at that stage so we were doing all the, the artwork for the Facebook group on uh, a program on the phone. <laughs> you know, I remember it was like, and you could like sat in Aries and write a little bit of it and then post it there. And it would be my daily routine during my Saturn return every single time to, to post a, a picture over there on the Facebook group, um, which was called the Astraline at that point. Yeah. Right. And, um, and then we managed to get a computer we could bo- we borrowed, borrowed a computer borrowed a laptop from yeah. a friend yeah uh no it was an actual box it was a box that oh we, was it yeah. okay and we didn't have a screen or anything so i hooked it up to the tv <laughs> put the camera on the top right and here i'm standing and sitting in front of a, a big tv bookshelf case thing right and then this camera over there trying to record like hi welcome to raising vibrations kind of thing yeah right as as this journey began and it was very much also like what we were sharing in the beginning about being guided and that yeah. it, every step of the way that we have taken in our life together in creating raising vibrations and it you know building that has just been 
following these impulses. We had no idea that we yeah. would be sitting here today. Yeah. Like it's it's a dream, really. Correct. And we didn't plan it, you know, consciously plan it. Every step has revealed itself to us. Even like things like changing the logo when we did, like when we rebranded. Yeah. I mean, that showed up. We had like mul- multiple like thing, you know, people asking us, oh, have you considered changing your logo? And then someone comes through and says, oh, you know, if you would ever like to do that, I would like to, I would love to work on that. I love your work. I would love to create something. You know, it's like we have these, these multiple messages come through telling us, okay, this is the next step. And we we have learned to go with that and also to allow things to fall away. Like like the logo, for example, is a good example because we loved our old one. We created it, you know, it was an expression of what we were. It was the, the, the joined, you know, our combined energies, mm-hmm. um, the Vesica Pisces, you know, it was That's just right. our combined energies creating the, our co-creation. Yeah. But... We realized that when we were rebranding or when we were asked to rebrand, the brand, the, the images that were brought to us by Irina, who's incredible, um, yeah. an incredible artist that we've shared anyway, she created something that symbolized the Trinity, which is a lot about, you know, what we are, you know, what the astrology symbolizes and what we, um, it's natural law, right? It symbolizes the natural trinity. But we realized that raising vibration had actually become a third entity. Yes. Like before, in the beginning, it was just you and me. Yes. And it was like the combination of the two of us. Yeah. But at some point, it became its own entity. Yep. And then we were individually interacting with this third entity that was born, you know, from us, but it was, it's our co-creation, but it it was needing more, you know, energy, sustainability and everything. Yeah. And it was just, now it's you, me and raising vibrations. Yes, yes. You know, it's a third <laughs> plane. <laughs> so that trinity perfectly symbolizes the next step of what raising vibrations is for us. Right. And that even in itself, like you said, we didn't go like, oh, okay, that's what it's going to be. It kind of just went, I'm arriving. Yeah. You know, pay attention. (laughs) Exactly. And the same with the website. You know, our old website completely crashed and we we were, you know, found ourselves, oh, okay, time to build a website. (laughs) And and we just followed the, the impulses. And I don't think I had a, a friend say to me recently that she has she's followed us from the beginning um as a client, you know, and she she said she's never seen anyone she said it's just amazing, she's never seen anyone grow the way we have, mm-hmm. you know, so rapidly and mm-hmm. so you know, the growth has been amazing to watch that and yep. to see us step into that and the the business you know raising vibrations and what what we symbolize and you know it's not us we haven't 
done that. We've just we've just allowed that to happen. Yeah, we had to get out By of the way. Whole, yeah, we've constantly had to get out of the way, and that's exactly, you know, what we, a lot of what we share is about doing that mm-hmm. with life. Yep, it's Cause, the truth. Because you get to experience the magic. Yes, that's it. That that's the missing element. The yes, the missing element is that we're so like like I you know when I talk to people, it's like, do you ever see? a tree consult a flower at the bottom of the bed over there about what its growth patterns are, what's its next career move. Mm-hmm. You know, nature doesn't do that. It has its inherent Uranian life path within it, and it just responds to the impulses. We as human beings have a mind that is sophisticated, and so we can use that, and, but the danger of it is that it gets caught up in conditioning around our sense of lostness. And in that lostness, we then materialize and put into that lostness what we think we should be doing, mm-hmm. and that just breeds more distraction and, and confusion and not being able to hear, yeah. right? And so we we don't have the magic, and because we don't see the magic, we don't believe in it anymore. And I just think that, you know, this, this Jupiter squaring uh, Neptune that's going to be taking place for us for 2019 is a great way for us to bring back magic or bring back imagination, you know, and the the witnessing of life grow through you as it as it wants to grow through you, and you allowing that to grow into you and through you, is the very soul experience. And it's really really difficult sometimes to uh, to trust that process, and that's what I think a lot of this conversation has been about, and what a lot of Uranus and Aries has been about for us is especially as people that have got a one-three profile in uh, human design, you know, we need to make sure 100% that what it is that we're interacting with is, is trustworthy, you know, because we can see where the faults are in it. We're, gonna, we're just going to pull it out straight away and say, ah, no, sorry, call you on that. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, we've also actually gone through this Uranus through Aries transit as a consistent, you know, like pushing the... the the, the boundary on, is this really real? Is this really real? Can we trust this? Can we actually tell people that this is real? And I think that now we've reached the point in this ending cycle of Uranus through Aries, right? The kind of nostalgia that we're bringing through to this conversation as we see what the last, you know, six, seven years has been about, mm-hmm. we can actually safely say that, that this is not an illusion. This is real. It actually exists and we are a, um, a living manifestation of it. Yeah. Right? Well, you can see because I mean, and this is a whole a whole conversation for the future. But as we are, um, the shift that we are going through is m- moving us from um, a Saturnian consciousness to a Uranian consciousness, yeah. and I mean that can be expressed in so many different ways. Yeah and understood in so many different ways. Yeah. It, there's so much depth to it. but And we will be sharing so much about it because yeah. it's the bottom line of what this shift is about. It's, it's the bottom line of the work and what we're talking about yeah. here. But what we are doing ultimately is, I mean, if you, have, if you look at um, fractals mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, like the chaos theory 
where you see these patterns that arrive, but you can't see the pattern initially because it just looks like chaotic and the path isn't clear. And then out of that, just like in nature, nature reflects right. this, right? So just we, what happens is the pattern is arriving, but the linear mind cannot see it initially. So what you have to do as you are following these patterns, these non-linear directions, and being guided by this Uranian field that is like, like nature's, um, the the next step consistently arriving as you are following these curves that are the direction that life is taking you in, is that you need to trust the process. Yes, yes. And then what happens is eventually you will see the pattern. Yes, exactly. And it's revealed to you and Mm. you'll get to experience it. And, you know, like in, in nature, like, as you were saying before, like things don't consult, like you don't need to plan. It's like, Nature makes the most brilliant things, like bees and and ants and things. They sure. they collaborate, yeah. but they don't like get together and get up a drawing board I and know. plan their know. you know how they're gonna do. They don't plan <laughs> their life, and yet somehow they are following something intuitively. Sure, and that's that's the point here, that they're following this intuitive guidance mm-hmm. that is like taking them in a direction, and together that is connecting them. Sure. And that's the uranium field. Like, it's connecting us. Yeah. But we can't see it. No. So we have to trust it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, um, my Mars and Venus likes to uh, process, like help digest and process um, concepts in a way that really feels that, that it essentially becomes tr- like truth, right, in self, right? And so to avoid a lot of confusion as well. So when you were sharing about this, it just it just naturally occurred to me that, you know, within religion, at a Saturnian level, i.e. the boundary is limiting, it can't see into that fractal realm. No. So when you were talking about the bees and the ants and everything, what I was seeing is the symbiosis where the force that is life, that is invisible, is non-divisible. So everything is in this ocean of movingness, and intuition is the sensitivity of where the boundaries between... Now, when we talk about boundaries, even the boundaries itself are still one with the cosmos. And that the boundary, in a sense, is more where individuation and the realms of individuation meet. So bees' individuation will be that their process is about flying and plants and stuff, whereas mm-hmm. ants have a different individuation process. So their boundaries, you know, they're, they're going to kind of interact with each other, but as soon as they interact with each other, at an intuitive sense, there is a line that gets... But it's not even a line because it's, it's an invisible barrier that where two forces recognize their differentiation. And as they meet that's where they intuitively collaborate about whether this works or not. Because, right? Okay. But in human form, when we can't digest that intense complexity, we create a belief system that acknowledges it, 
but acknowledges it through a limitation. So, and what brought it up was that uh, somebody had, had um, you know, the idea of God not existing. Mm. And in a sense, in a religious context, the idea of God is, symbol, is symbolic to this non-visible field yes. there, and all truths are actually relevant within the context of Saturn, i.e. that the boundary is saying that there is an invisible force, but we don't, we don't understand it at its depth, so we'll, we have these human truths, which are still relevant, that are still in, encapsulating the essence of the cosmos, but just at a very limited space. Right, we'll give it a name and define it. Right, so that we can relate to it, right, in Mm -hmm. an earthly sense. But obviously, the more you awaken to these things, the more you realize that. Mm -hmm. And I think that what printing is how, as we kind of open up to these fields of invisibility, the rules change, right? And Mm -hmm. part of our journey over the last six, seven years has been recognizing how those rules change and how life can be different when you're actually in that invisible field seeing it guide you and that that becomes what it means to live an authentic life because authenticity is the transparency between the non-physical field and the physical field aligned yeah it's bringing the impulses that you are feeling the the non-physical senses and whatever you want to call it like your heart's truth the the where you're being guided or what you truly like your true desires and breaking free from the limitations or it doesn't have to be breaking free you know it can be like manifesting those into your life and bringing that into your reality sure but you can see people are obviously recognizing the you know all over the world at all different states of awareness that the rat race is not what we are wanting no that's right that's right. You know, it's manifesting everywhere. But, I mean, this is a whole conversation. Yes. Maybe we should save, you know... We like definitely it. should save it because it's just like <laughs> the excitement that's that's arising out of me to, to talk about this at depth is, is so much and it could go on for another three and a half hours, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just to kind of come back to, to this kind of nostalgic way of embracing how, you know, what Raising Vibrations was birthed on, um, I remember that right in the beginning when we st- when when we had the idea of creating an astrology school mm. right uh something that I wanted to share is that every single and I think we've we've I've re-recorded the astrology school at least six times okay <laughs> in in the in the years of of this right six times of re-recording it from scratch and every single time we recorded it, it's always been during a Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Literally every single time, Mercury retrograde comes along, and it and it's like, oh, okay, there's this thing, do this, yeah, right, and, yep. and redo it. <laughs> yeah, redo it exactly. But it was always like for me, as I I spoke to to everybody during the time, it was always me processing the knowledge as I had direct experience of teaching it, right? So it was, mm-hmm. and every time I re-recorded it during a Mercury retrograde, it was connecting to them at a deeper level, you know? And and I thought that that was really, really funny for me personally. It's it's definitely something I'm going to use as a kind of story when I'm older to, to share about my life's, you know, important moments. But this <laughs> last time, we actually released it just before Mercury yes went retrograde that's right, right. literally that's right. the day before mercury went retrograde so yeah but you you because mercury mercury went retrograde in november 
right? This was when, this was just before Was that the when you had to do it? Yeah. It was in June, July, when Mercury was retrograde, you went, okay, now you have to do the school. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? So it was literally between the end of the, the Mercury retrograde in, uh, and the beginning phase that that whole entire school was recreated, you know? Um, so, so that was fun. And what was beautiful about it is that if you watch the first school, which at some point maybe will kind of release for, for giggles sake. Yeah. yeah. The first school, there was this Simon that had, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of shirts on, and it was very professional in that sense. The 10th house pseudo. The 10th house pseudo dynamic. And then the last school was done in a professional way, but I had a cash shirt on, you know, it was like casual. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to put this shirt on. It's like, no, you have to wear that blue one over there. And I was like, it's a T-shirt. <laughs> I was like, I was just, just the transition, you know, from... From, and then also how the first school had a video on it and then the second school didn't have a video on it and the third school didn't. And then eventually it started off with me, no, I don't want to do video anymore to, okay, fine, I'm going to do video, right? <laughs> and the yeah. tools the tools that were available to record it as well, you know, that, that's another thing. The, yeah. What the, that time brought, you know, the upgrade as it were, the quality. I know, it's brilliant. It was so amazing to create this this school now because it was like all the pieces were there exactly. you know everything the the experience and understanding and you know the amount of knowledge that you have gained from teaching people yeah. um throughout all of these years and what they need and what the process is like and yeah. like you said the technology and you know, having a green screen and exactly. all the the things available to you and a decent camera and microphone and everything and and just to do all creating all the graphics and everything. Yeah. It's just yeah, it was it was fun. It was it was, fun. It was definitely fun, you know. <laughs> and hard work. And hard work, absolutely. Because, you know, in classic uh I don't know how to yeah, in classic kind of gen way you know, if we're going to do something, it's like there's nothing existing, nothing existing. Okay, right, nose to the, the floor, <laughs> grind, you know, there's no sleep. <laughs> Mars square Pluto, keep going, generator. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> and, and even though I expressed it like that, that's not how I, that's not how I feel. It was just, it's super comical to know that. That's that, how you imagine me, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> great, thank you. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's it's more. It's more That's like how your Capricorn Pluto. internalizes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, nice. And and you know the green screen thing. Uh, I want to share that that uh, my emotional experience of, you know, right in the beginning when we were living in the previous uh, uh, house or apartment, that uh, the green screen was this cloth that we kind of you know, put against the wall, but because the wall had an angular experience to it and the lights that we used, it was it was really kind of like, you know, you I had to put lights in different areas and there was too darkness over there and it was just, ah, oh, I can't be I can't be bothered with this anymore, right? And then I'd eventually go like, no, I don't want to create any videos with any background because it's just too much chaos and, you know, things and then And now they're back. Now they're back, but the green screen takes this is the point. The point was to set up a video would take 25 minutes. And by the time that was set up, I was like, but I've lost the inspiration. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas now, at this point, it was like, oh, I have this green screen, you just pull up, it just folds out, and then in seven seconds, you've got this beautiful thing. And I was like, ah. Oh. Don't we love evolution? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So we invite you to um, take a look at our website and yep. all the the changes that have happened if you haven't had a chance to, to go and look at that. Um, it's on um, raisin-vibrations.com yep. if you're interested in checking it out. We have lots of fun things. We put like we spent, you know, months working on it and creating it. It was a fun summer. It was a fun summer. <laughs> Very hot. <laughs> yes. So and we thank you all so much for listening to us listening to us ramble on here and exactly. share our randomness. <laughs> yep. Um It was fun. It was really, really great to to just like commute in this way. And so many insights arise, and, and I hope that, uh, you know, while you're listening to this over here, it brought something to you of value. Mm-hmm. Um, after this first, you know, little experience, I'm definitely, like, excited to, to do more of these because it was just, yeah, it was literally that. It was, like, so much fun to do. Natural and fun, yeah. Exactly. So um, if you have any, like, ideas for future podcast you know conversations that we can have inspiration or ideas then we would love to hear them right um, and please share your feedback on you know what you've heard here if you know how you connected to that if you have any stories to tell or anything to share about that we'd love to hear them absolutely um and but i was going to say as well that uh when we're talking about the Uranus and and uh, Saturn, the transition, yes. you know that's something that we're inspired about. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. You know, there's conversations on. Maybe I was even thinking when we were going through that phase in our conversation around uh, how raising relations started. I would love to talk about the funny moments or the the moments that that brought us here. You know, when uh, we started with Wake Up World and mm-hmm. how and how that began, how that process began, and um, what it was like to edit in the beginning when we were writing these articles and how that felt. So that's another thing that I, yeah. that I'm super, like just that that nostalgic processing of of that and to share it with you uh, that are listening and that have been following Raising Vibrations and I think it's a cool way to get to know us even more. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks very much for listening, everybody. I yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, take care. Bye bye.